0: Welcome to Potaholics, and this is, well, what we formerly called the Car Clinic. It's the Power Works with Glenn Power from Power Works. And what's it all about? It's all about talking about cars, it's talking about automotive repair, it's talking about everything that's going on in our lives that connects with the automotive world. And who better to guide us through the, the myriad of changes and developments and things we need to keep on our mind, then Glenn Power. Glenn, welcome back to the podcast, and this will be our first hey, PowerWorks, nice, nice yeah, first PowerWorks podcast, but our, uh, I believe, hold on, I'm going to just look up at the uh, the data here, I think this is our 43rd podcast talking about automobiles, so I, nice. it's pretty impressive, darn impressive, and, yeah, uh, you know, that's good. yeah, <laughs> so right off 43. the bat, 43 hours. Yeah, that's it. There we go. This is uh, you know number one, but forty three. So uh, I think I we'll just call it forty three. And and I, I, I that's it. I've just decided it's no longer. I made the unilateral decision. I didn't even consult you on it. You know, you could say, well, I kind of like the car line. I think we call it Power and be done with it. It's the PowerWorks podcast. You
1: call whatever you, you call it whatever you want, James. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna follow the lead of the doctor on this one.
0: And the only problem is you might get someone like Doctor Jenna who say, I'm gonna go get myself a little pee pee, and uh, that. Could be misinterpreted, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah. it, it, but then of course, you could also have a shirt. I love PP, and people will be thinking, What's that? Was you know, the power works podcast? So,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably, if that's going to happen, I might have to make power works two words. <laughs> Oh man, I,
0: I've I've already thinking about the hats and the shirts, and I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited. Powerworks, this has been in the work. I think ever since I've known you. And I, I was looking back, we, this is a few years now that we've been doing, you know, podcasts and we were on the radio and we were doing all sorts of great things. Yeah. You've, I mean, you've always been working for, you know, different different outfits and, you know, managing outfits, et cetera. But in all of that time, you've always had the dream of opening up your own shop.
1: It finally happened. This is this is a really good day. Yeah, do you know, I think you've got to take some... Uh if we if we call it credit for that but uh the, there was a there was a time for sure where I certainly didn't want to do this and it was the last thing I ever wanted to do i was happy uh, salaried um, i was new to the country uh new fresh blood uh well qualified still quite up to date with my training and I was young, free, and single. So getting a salary every month and not paying rent because that was part of the package was great. You know, nothing to spend the money on. Um, But then, you know, I became a family man and we started doing the radio. And that was my first step at really going it alone because I'd worked for a big company here called AAA, a famous company here. And they have been going 35 years when I joined and, and they're still going now. And a slightly different operation, but that's that's the way things go. But then when I when I left there, uh, one of the things I was tasked with was taking a business that had had no profits for three or four years and, and turning it around. And I thought, you know, what's one of the ways to do that is to try and overcome the first obstacle that all mechanics have, and, and therefore garages and workshops that mechanics can't be trusted. That's the perception from a lot of people. And there's a there's there's a double-edged issue in the fact that for whatever reason, and it, it's a sexist, uh, a sexist reason really, but men that don't understand cars don't like to admit that because they get or feel emasculated by it or something, I don't know. And uh, for, for, for women that don't understand cars, they, they assume they're going to be ripped off. Uh, so that's really difficult. There's no sort of easy entry with a person that, that feels that way. So I just thought, let's get get out there I'd listened to the car talk show on Dubai Eye quite a lot. And I actually emailed um, ARN, I forget the lady's name now, but she was back to me, you, you, you called me the same day.
0: You you emailed uh, Miss Sue Perry, who is, is back in That's the UK right. now. Yeah.
1: yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she emailed back the same day. I think you called the same day. And basically, I'd actually pitched it that, man, you guys need calming down because she's so... High on all these new cars, you need a mechanic <laughs> to talk, talk some sense.
0: Well, that's it. We had Imtishan, um, and Shazad doing car talk. Yeah. and again, the, these guys are—they're automotive journalists, and they—they they still are automotive journalists. Yeah. The Brown Car Guy is how you can find Shazad. He's in the UK. Imtishan is still here with motoring Middle East,
1: and the, again, automotive yeah, journalists. We just need to we we need to check check those guys' channels out actually because they're going to struggle now with the lockdown on car journalists are not classed as essential service yeah. so they're really going to start to struggle i mean um the brown car guy shazad he he put a post out yesterday or the day before saying what can i do now i'm stuck in the house i can't review cars and i said to him well why don't you review matchbox versus hot wheels <laughs> and then he sends me a he sends me a link to a youtube video from five years ago where he'd already done pretty much that thing so yeah. uh it's yeah. kind of yeah. Th- these guys do great work, but unfortunately, they're, they're they're not able to get that done now. But yeah. no, their their show with you was was really good, and I, I I just thought maybe I could come on as a bit of a once a month special thing. But you thought there was a niche for us, and and I think we found it. Yeah. And over three years later, here we are, and in that time, I've realized what kind of rapport you can build with people through. Obviously, we got direct calls on the radio and messages, and we had quite a, a consistent listenership, I think. And then with the podcast, who knows really? Uh how far and how big that could
0: grow. Well, you know, and I'm going to jump in just for a second. We still have a big shout out to Dougie, who is back in Canada, and my brother, who yeah. uh, are also, the, you know, there are great supporters. They they share this podcast far and wide with everyone. In fact, my brother now is paranoid that you and I are going to manage to, to tap into the Filipino community in Canada and get that washboard, uh, the ironing board wing put on my sister-in-law's car. So they're checking underneath the, the, the tarp every other day. Day to make sure that we haven't figured out some technique <laughs> there. Uh, I'm thinking the underbody lighting we as well, but, yeah, I know that's what I said. I said the Filip- Filipino that. community, and especially when we get Kawanga Cowboy playing, which is the uh, if and, and my favorite Tagalog song, Kawanga Cowboy. It happens to be the Rhinestone Cowboy, so uh, it's uh, sung in Tagalog. <laughs> if you haven't heard that, you must
1: <laughs> I mean, check it out. We're all locked down, right? We've got plenty of time. Exactly. The YouTube rabbit hole is uh, the YouTube rabbit hole is great for this kind of stuff.
0: Well, and, and again, for we're off topic. We we're to we're gonna now. get we'll get back on topic. There's a great, but I want to in line with the Rhinestone Cowboy and the Kauwanga Cowboy is a Bruce Springsteen special where he literally did a performance in his barn with a full orchestra band and the very last song is him doing Rhinestone Cowboy. And, and and it's kind of a little documentary because in the middle, it's him talking about some of the hard times he's had and how he wrote songs and how each of the songs is coming about. And it's, it's a really good video. But I didn't realize what Rhinestone Cowboy, probably one of my favorite songs of all time, is at the end. I don't know why I love that song. Actually, I do know why I love that song. I love that song because I think it was the first 45 I ever got in my life was Rhinestone Cowboy, which uh, my so sons will say... Because
1: it, I think... Because I think we attract a younger audience, James, I think you need to explain what 45 means. <laughs>
0: So yeah, so when we used to listen to things on pressed vinyl, there used to be these small (laughs) ones that were probably, uh, they played at 45 RPM and they were pretty small. And there we go. And you'd put it on your record player. So if if we do have a younger audience, you know, the 12 year olds that listen, uh, please go and dig around in your parents or grandparents' uh, audio collection, and and grandparents for sure. And you'll see that whole thing sitting there, that whole round thing with the arm on it. Look in the cabinet below and you're going to find some 45 lives but uh yeah anyway so back to what you were talking about glenn and and this whole connecting up with people and realizing that that you know through the radio you managed to really connect with people and people had their issues and problems with vehicles and, and you were able to to really help them understand what was going on and get get a you know get a fair assessment of what the questions were they need to ask when they headed to that garage to help build again that trust
1: yeah, it just made me think, you know, the amount of times that... And we never did it cynically. We never we never plugged where I was working. and no. we never really did any sort of come to see me and I'll tell you. We just gave answers and, and oftentimes because of, you know, you've been driving cars longer than I have. You you, you had an import. Your brother's a, a well, well-qualified and experienced technician, so you've got that background in your, in your family. and It's what I do. So we gave a lot of good advice, I think, and it, it made me think, more than just, well, I should do this for myself. It made me just think, well, hang on. Like, all these people are potentially out there, they are getting ripped off, and that makes me look bad because I get lumped in with that crap. Yeah, yeah. I'm a mechanic, and no one's ever going to tell me I'm any different until, you know, until I'm, if I get to retire early because everything goes well and I'm 50 or whatever and I go back and do a, a particle physics degree or whatever that may be or something that I'm really interested in I'm, and get a doctorate from it. No one's going to tell me I'm anything other than a mechanic. And even then, I'm going to be a mechanic and I'm going to want to work on the particle accelerator rather than read the results. That's just the way it's going to be. So I enjoy my job and I put a lot of hard work into my training as almost all mechanics do. And then there's always the one that is dishonest and there's always the one that makes a mistake and isn't open to owning that mistake. And everybody gets affected by that. So. I think it's it, it. It was just high time now that that I did this for myself, and I can then set the culture from day one. I can I can choose who I hire. I don't inherit a team. Uh, mm. I can choose how we coach the team. I can I can choose the hours we work. I can make it that Thursdays on the afternoons from two o'clock till six is training. I can make it that we have free access to all customers every week or every month where they can come in with their vehicle and we'll go around their vehicle name a few components show them how to change a spare wheel explain what to do in this case they don't have a spare wheel show them how to check their oil levels show them how to change a bulb if that's safe to do that just these basic things that give people a bit more understanding and feeling a bit more comfortable with their vehicle which you know like you've got a wrangler right so it's relatively straightforward to do most things on that Wrangler, but if you go and get yourself a new Wrangler, or let's say something like a Grand Cherokee, still a Jeep, but the new Grand Cherokee, you can't—you're not going to be able to check the oil level. Yeah. You're not going to be able to change a bolt. I mean, even on the Wrangler, you've got to take the grill off.
0: I know. I in fact, I so need to come and get—I like, need to come and visit you because I, I've got a light bulb that's burnt out. Fortunately, we're not driving around anywhere right now, so I don't have an issue with that. But. Yeah. I, and I, I, the one time I, cause I, I mean, I used to drive VWs, right. And so, and then before that I had a Hyundai Galloper when we moved here. So those ones were really easy. You pull out the light bulb, take off the little, the little bracket, put a new, new bulb in or put an entire light bulb in the, the whole product, not just the little filament. And first yeah. time I had to do the Wrangler, I thought, oh, this will be easy. I couldn't even figure out how to get at the light, and you know, went and, went and took it into yeah. to uh, th- at that point. I took it to Yellow Hat when they were here, and the guy said, like I want oh, to get on a- the
1: back of Times Square." Yeah.
0: yeah, I said, "I want to get a couple of these put on," and the guy said, "Okay, well that'll take half an hour." And I'm going, "Really?" And he goes, "Well, oh, yeah." And then I watched him take off the entire front grill, and I thought, you know, I don't want to watch this, because um, all I'm thinking does he know? Uh, <laughs> all I'm thinking is, does he know what he's doing? And of course he did. Like this technician assured me, "Look, yeah, this yeah. is common," but there was a lot of bolts coming out.
1: But a simple thing to think about there is um, that grill's plastic, yeah. right? And it's been in the UV and the sun for 10 years almost, right? And to go and do that again now, the potential is that the, the, the grill breaks, Yeah. you know? So people need to be confident and comfortable at how to um, do these basic tasks on the car. It's, it's not about it's not about showing them something that they're going to forget it's about making them feel confident that okay you go out to the car in the morning and and you're able to check that all the lights are operational for instance and if they're not you feel comfortable being able to change it at the house before you go out on the road and endanger somebody or yourself having that self-confidence with what you're doing on your own vehicle is something that's been lost especially with the new technological vehicle yeah um, changing a light bulb isn't easy changing your oil is something you do with a computer So these kind of things that that people have lost touch with. And and I think that if we could get a culture of allowing people to understand their cars, not only does it make my job easier because people aren't questioning as much of what I do. They understand it straight away. But it also makes the, the customer feel a lot more comfortable. And that's very important.
0: Well, I, I absolutely look forward to uh, joining you on on more of these podcasts from with with PowerWorks, but also helping to create uh, some of the more bespoke podcasts that we might do, where we literally do that walk around with a uh, you know during one of your teaching sessions, and maybe we we broadcasted Insta Live. And do the podcast at the same time, so we're doing it. Yeah. It's still live, getting the questions. And I, you know, I, I can't help but think people would tune in. I, and I say that only because I did a a home yoga class yesterday, just a nice stretching class. There were seventy five people watching that class, and I thought, okay, yeah, we're just stretching. Uh, how many people who and and there's the other side of it, as you said, the number of men who don't want to admit they don't know something about a car and the number of women who know way more than the men about a car but they want to make sure that they know to tell their husbands when yeah. the husband says oh I think this is wrong and and the wife can or the you know the, the 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 female of the house can come in and say you know what husband you have no idea what you're talking about I've been listening to Glenn and this is the issue so why don't we just why don't we think that way and he's going to there then of course he's going to think who's Glenn and then she's going to be saying well I watched him on Instagram I listened to his podcast and he's going to say what and she's going to say why aren't you listening to the pod? so you can see how this is going to progress I think it's going to be be spectacular
1: exactly yeah no i'm looking forward to getting to that um to that point it's it's going to be great, and and you know what? We should get a couple of stooges in and do a pilot before we get actual real punters in. And then you can. Uh, oh, hold
0: on! I know a couple. A I pilot. I know one guy with a beard uh, that would work, and I know yeah. this other guy who likes to wear black or, or blue shirts, and I know this lady who um, who who does medicine. I think we've we've got it sorted. There we go.
1: There we go. So that's what we'll do. <laughs> yeah. No, it'd good, you know. I, I, really, I really do. I really that, out of everything, out of everything else. Maybe this is why, you know. Maybe a, a pure businessman or businesswoman would tell me I'm crazy. But the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is getting people in for free. Yeah. And explaining and cascading a bit of knowledge to them because you, that's really where my passion is.
0: You and I have been talking about this for as long as I can remember. And is yes. doing this, uh, you know, whether it's a coffee morning, I even talked to, we've talked to Colin about setting up at, at one of the schools that he works with, of course, uh, you know, post COVID-19, but during the coffee morning, yeah. again, bringing a couple cars in, walking around, showing people how to, how to just change a tire uh, in case you get stuck out on yeah, the road. Yeah.
1: I mean, just that, even looking for where the tire is.
0: Yeah. You know, tire and that, battery, two that, things.
1: That sounds crazy, but- yeah.
0: yeah and and where and, I'm looking forward to that and i I think for me the one that I really like is is and, and someone might say hey I know how to change the tire in my car I know how to change the tire on my wrangler or you know it, maybe it'd, it'd be someone like Colin he knows how to change the tire on his mg oh no he doesn't he was gonna call you to get the tow truck because he's not gonna be able to drive it away anyway but anyway that's a whole other conversation the, the <laughs> is this is this at least' little... <laughs> But, you know, the big one is you pull over to help someone with a tire on the side of the road. You know your car and then you pull over and maybe it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a Nissan. Maybe it's a Toyota. Maybe it's a Mercedes. Maybe it's a BMW. Do you know where the jack is in that car? Do you know where the points are to put the jack in? Maybe it's not like a jack you've ever seen. What do you... What do you, you then suddenly it's like, well, I know how to change tires, but I have no idea on your car and and you look like uh, a, a little silly so i think even looking at other cars to get a sense where's all this stuff stored and
1: and how to use it
0: becomes really really important
1: yeah the problem with that as well is like if, if if you if you do if you do try and help somebody with that and then halfway through think i don't know what i'm doing yeah especially especially for 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 a guy they're not going to stop no you know there's, they're going to carry on and that that's unsafe yeah. And that, that's what, that's what you have to, that's ultimately everything has to revolve around safety and you can't be, I don't think you can be safe on the road if you don't know how to change a tire, a spare tire, mm. or at least have the understanding that if the if spare tire needs to be replaced, what you need to do. So, so you had a situation where your uh, wheel knots were too tight. Oh man. So, doesn't matter how much you know how to change a spare tire, you can't get them off. And even yep. if you did, you would break the studs yep. and then you wouldn't be able to drive the car anyway. So it's, it's, it's about gearing people up for every scenario and explaining to them that there is an option for you. If it's, if it's the middle of August or the middle of July and it's 50 plus degrees and 90% humidity and you're in the outside lane of the highway, you don't need to be doing anything apart from calling a recovery truck and yep. getting to the closest shop. Yeah. Uh, but th- these, these are just, these are situations that can panic a lot of people. Absolutely. And just having that in the back of your head is, is going to help.
0: Yeah. And I think it's it's more than just going to the as you said the the real goal of what you're going to be doing and I'm really excited about this is it's not just reading the manual it's actually okay here's what it feels like as you're tightening up a bolt here's here's the challenge of getting a bolt yeah, exactly. off here's how heavy a spare tire is you know it's like all of yeah. these things and and you know you're going to get your hands a little dirty do you have gloves and and it's like oh make make sure I have my kitchen gloves in the back or a pair of garden gloves in the car so that I can actually not get my hands filthy and do i have a little water and a little cleaner a little soap or something just a little container in the back of that car because that it doesn't come in the car and you don't think about it until you're at the side of the road and now you're going to get back in your car and you've got no nothing to clean your hands on and you're you're you know you don't want to get the inside of your car all dirty so wow how am i going to deal with that yeah.
1: yeah everything that we that we do is going to come with a with a, basically like a, a little kit of, a pair of reusable gloves uh, some container that you can put your own uh, water into, wash your hands afterwards. But another important thing that's really, really important is just having that cloth, tissue, uh, some oil, um, a couple of bulbs, uh, these kind of things, just in a, in a box that you can forget about, but you know it's there. Yeah. When, whenever, whenever you think, oh, man, I've got a flat here or one of my bulbs is out or whatever it is, it's there in the back. And when you change it, it's there. And then when you need just go and keep on top of it, when you change one, then you're free to drive around. And when you get chance, you can go and get a new one to keep your stocks replenished. Yep. However you may think, but the, these these things, like you say, the, the, the car comes with a spare wheel kit, but it doesn't come with anything to clean your hands.
0: No, and and you know what we need now. In the past, we would need a flashlight or something. Now you've got your phone, and you got your, you put your flashlight on it try try taking off a spare tire holding your phone with that light there's never a place to put your phone and i and i often think you need a little gorilla grip or a monkey grip or whatever they call them you need a little something so that you can tie your phone around your head or put it on your arm or have a little yeah. stand for it because you can never see well, it
1: we'll put some insulation tape yeah a little we'll bit of duct tape, you know. tape
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i mean these yeah. are all those things that that are, are really easy to solve and really easy to work with, but we don't ever think about them because uh, you're never going to need it. 99.9% of the time, you're not going to need it. The 1% of the time that you do need it, and it is dark, because hey, let's face it, you get flat tires in the day, but th- it's going to happen when it's dark. It's going to happen on a dead road. It's going to happen when there's no one around, and it's going to happen when you're in a rush. And boom, exactly. Yeah. You're, all of those things come together. Then you get stressed, and pff, no one needs that.
1: I think uh, I think the, the more the more uh, comfortable you are that you're prepared for every eventuality, I think the better.
0: So I want to I want to pivot a little bit. So, but but you know, if people want to find out more, Powerworks is where we can find you. Uh, you're going to be up online very shortly. I, I'm sure you've got a holder page there already.
1: Instagram Facebook just waiting for stuff. I've got like 93 photographs of the uh progress. There we go. And uh still a little bit uh, affected by the paint fumes from yeah. earlier this morning, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So Powerworks everyone's walking around wearing these anyway, so uh There you go. So you, I, that wasn't too bad.
0: Yeah, so Powerworks we can find you across all the socials and uh obviously get in touch and if you've got questions as always uh, Glenn is here and, and not just questions if you're in the UAE if you're around the world you can get in touch with us it's that simple yeah. PowerWorks is how you can do that if you want to fire it through to us it's Potaholics with a K at gmail.com or potaholics across the socials and and however you're listening to us as we always like to say give us a rating send us through a comment we love to know what you think and uh, i really appreciate that from from everyone who does uh, who does so glenn what's going on in the car world for you though what's what's uh, it's, it clearly people aren't driving as much what's coming into the shop no they're not but i
1: think a lot of people are kind of unsure mm. um, you know, that, that keeping your car on the road is quite important because who knows what, what's around the corner. Um I think we've got a, a very good blueprint from other worse affected countries that we can follow. You know, ultimately we are going to get to the point, unfortunately, of some of these European epicentres. Um we're probably a we're probably a couple of weeks behind in terms of progress of the actual virus than, than the UK. Um but we're hot on their heels following their actions. The only thing we haven't got here, in, like say in the UAE, is uh, we haven't got the police and the army out telling people to get in their houses. Um, but we're, we're probably not far away from that and people are getting, oh, I need to get this checked because yeah. if I need to go somewhere. You know, if you can only go out uh, to get groceries and, and, and you might live five or six kilometres away from your supermarket, well, it's getting to the point in time of year where that's too far to walk. Mm. So you're gonna need your car. So a lot of people are get, sort of getting last minute repairs and, and, and what have you done and it's it's a strange sort of situation, like a um, very, very strange. We're skeleton staff and, and that's being reduced even further over the next uh two or three days. We're we're going through that plan now. Been talking to to the uh my obviously trying to keep numbers down so that distance is maintained between people and and, and making sure that the customer's cars are, are wrapped in plastic pretty much inside before we do too much and if they can't be that they're cleaned afterwards uh, because we don't want to be responsible for anything but it's it's pretty much a, a mixed bag it's this time of year is normally just ac to be right fair, it's normally just ac or um a lot of time we start to now get the batteries failing as the temperatures increase. Right. And uh, this is this time of year, but it's it's a bit of a mixed bag. A lot of people getting things attended to that they were going to wait till the next service, but they don't know when that's going to be now. So, uh, yeah, very strange times. And we're just trying to do our bit. And we're still classed as an essential service at the minute. How long that lasts and, and when we get told to pull the shutters down, I don't know. But at the moment, we're still classed as essential.
0: Do you think, and, and this, I'm, I'm now, I, I could be totally off base here, but one of the big challenges for the airline industry is when they don't use aircraft, that's when we start to see seals dry out and things and that and the other thing. Automobile's yeah. a little bit different, but they're not getting driven as much anymore. I mean, this is, we're, we're a driving society. Great that we use public transport, but there's lots of places that people are driving, you know, from Ras al-Khima to Abu Dhabi, we're not, people are now working from home, cars aren't getting driven as much. Is that going to give that vehicle that was just on the verge of having possibly a, an issue with a water pump or battery stuff, now it's not being driven as much? Could that ex- accelerate those repairs, do you think? Are we going to see more of that happen over the next month or so?
1: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting time when the uh, restrictions are lifted for sure. And, uh, let's not. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but ultimately, the when is the right word to use. Unfortunately, we don't know when that when becomes the now. But when that happens, we we will be in a situation where, yeah, anything that's got a rubber seal on it that goes on any kind of mechanical part that's uh, holding in a lubricant or a coolant or anything like that, i.e. the uh, engine, uh, the, as you mentioned, the water pump, uh, even even down to the AC, which is a really common one. We're going to have that. And, and with restrictions likely to be lifted by probably the middle of June before we're in any kind of safe uh, scenario or safer scenario, uh, the initial lift may be at the time when everybody needs their AC to work. Mm. And that's going to be a, a really interesting time. I think I think anybody with any sensors is stocking up on, on AC refrigerant because, again, it's, it's not something that's manufactured everywhere. It's specific companies and and a lot of it has to be shipped. So people that are are able to are stocking up on that because then there will be a shortage uh, after things are lifted, certainly here where we, we really need it. And then also we have a situation where you've got to think about, there's going to be a lot of people that, especially in our industry, that maybe not that well paid and they can't really afford three or four months without a salary. So if that comes down to the skilled staff, then being forced to leave, then there's going to be a shortage of skill. And then you have a situation where a workshop that maybe had 10 staff in it has got six or seven. And that automatically, with a sudden rush in business, creates another problem. Mm. So as long as we can operate, we're going to. Uh, We do collect and deliver vehicles for people as well. That's become very, very busy. I've, I've not seen drivers for days because they're constantly out and about. We've got um, my previous employer uh, have a mobile van service Uh, so there we have a situation that that's exceptionally busy, uh, fitting tyres on people's drives and doing the contactless payment or bank transfers so we're trying to keep everything going as best we can to mitigate anything happening in three months but Hey, we just have to, to ride it out.
0: So, do you think the, the same advice applies that we typically use in summer? You know, start up your vehicle for 15, 20 minutes, turn on the AC if you can move it back and forth so that you rotate the tires a little bit so they don't get flat spots. Because as as I said, not that it's going to be sitting there for a long time, but it is, I mean, we're in the Middle East. It's starting to get a little bit warmer. There are people in other parts of the world who also, you know, they might not have flat spots on tires because of sitting on warm paving stones. But the same kind of things as we're talking about, lubricating all those rubber gaskets and things. Is that still sage advice? Or do you have more you'd like to yeah, add? Yeah, I
1: think definitely take most take all of that on board. I mean while we're while we're not in a full lockdown, while we're not under a state of the police and army giving fines, although that has started, I think. But whilst we're in a position where some essential services are still open and people are allowed to go to work and go and get food from the supermarket, I think it's very, very important that if you if perhaps you live in a community um, or or an area where you can just go and drive around for ten or fifteen minutes, it's it's quite important to get the AC working. Um, make sure that you regularly uh, keep the tire pressures inflated. That's very important when the vehicle's just sat and not being used. Uh, the, the higher the pressure, the, the, the longer it will take. Not that it will ever stop it, but the longer it will take flat spots to, to appear on your tires. And the last thing anyone's going to need of, after three, three months of uh, restricted uh, work and probably restricted salary uh, is a set of tires. You know, nobody mm. wants to go and pay that. So I think it's it's important that we just use the cars and keep them going. And, and the more we can use them, the better. But it's also important that we don't just start them up for five minutes on the drive and just leave them running. That's that's not good. Okay. Um, the, 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 certainly for, for vehicles that have, um, let's say, this, the more modern vehicles, we're going smaller with engine size and we're putting turbochargers on them. Turbochargers don't really like being sat at idle. That's not great for them. Uh, You need to get them driven up to an operating temperature for a good 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, To get to operating temperature here doesn't take long, especially considering almost 99% of our vehicles here are petrol. The diesels take a little bit longer to get up there just because of the construction of the the engines. But the, The petrol engines don't take too long to get to operating temperature, but they need to be sat there for a good 10 or 15 minutes being used. And then switched off parts up and then the same again a couple of days later if, if that's all you're doing um, ideally we'd be driving to and from work every single day but we can't do that so we just got to make sure we, we we try and do something like the equivalent of that every couple of days just to keep them going and make sure that you're not setting yourself up for a failure in a couple of three months
0: Yeah, okay. So uh, sage advice. Easy to do, but really something that we should consider. It's going to save you in the long term, that's for sure. Yeah, Yeah, man. Uh, little, I've been watching the news, uh, as I was saying, and, and a little bit tongue-in-cheek. And we were talking about this with MG in uh, the UK is giving 100 electric cars to the NHS to help get people to and from work in that case. And we were laughing at that a little bit. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the going joke story, if you follow back on any of the podcasts and cross over with Colin Thomas from the We Will Fix It podcast, he uh, he he's, he is a, a a notable automobile buyer and seller, and he's he had the dubious dubious honor of buying an MG that was at, 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 it was at such an incredible price he couldn't pass it up. Only after he bought it, realizing why it was at such an incredible price, and so uh, I thought this was interesting that MG is is actually doing
1: this in, in the UK. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm worried that they're giving NHS staff MGs. <laughs> don't we want them to get to work? It's yeah. the people you want in isolation that you should be giving MG. Yeah, you have had you've had no luck say, with those
0: vehicles, have you? And it wasn't an old one either. You
1: were you were working on a fairly new one. No Yeah, one of the problems is just the fact that we, we don't have as as an independent basically we're not affiliated to the brand and, you know, like you said, everything we say is quite tongue in cheek, but we just don't have access to the, to the dedicated workshop materials. So a, a car with extensive electrical issues and I don't have a wiring diagram, yeah. so I'm having to reverse engineer my own wiring diagram, which is not always the case that, you know, that there's, there's a lot of quirks between European vehicles and Asian vehicles in terms of just as a simple thing, how they earth a circuit, yeah. for example, or ground the circuit. and And these things are difficult. So, trying to reverse engineer wiring diagrams to understand an issue. And, and it it was a laborious and a time-consuming task, which ultimately gave us the answer we needed. But had we been able to just press print yeah. on one that was already on our data system, we'd have been great. Well, so uh, that, that was one of the challenges. And they are ultimately a Chinese-made vehicle now, and they, they look and feel that way as well. Mm. But they're also um, – you know, they're, they're also – technically uh, in terms of technical data they're not common enough or like a let's say a, a jaguar xf they're relatively common that i can go on a, on a, on an auto data program or an on-demand program and, and put the details in and get an almost accurate wiring diagram but at least it's accurate enough for me to know if it's right or not yeah i can just simply check wires and, and, and check color references and make sure that it's right when you haven't got even that, it becomes a problem. Mm. So, yeah, thanks, Colin. The the other
0: <laughs> the other side, and I, I think we're going to have to wrap up really quickly for, uh, for folks. We're, we are on yep. Zoom, and I think there is a time limit on the Zoom, so we're going to be coming to the end of that. I want to just yeah. fire out that Hertz in New York State is making available six-month rentals for free to health workers to help them get back and forth to work. And I figure that's because they're not renting any cars.
1: So they're figuring, hey, we at yeah, our- they've got them lying around. Well, they they're they're dealing with the same issue that they yeah. need to use their cars. Right, exactly. So not only is this a good it's a good CSR move, but it also keeps their fleet active. Exactly. So it, it works really well. So- Glenn, let's, stuff, uh, we're
0: going to wrap up this podcast before Zoom kicks us off. Uh, Glenn Power, yeah. PowerWorks is how you can find him. We do a podcast here on Podaholics now called PowerWorks where we talk about cars. We talk about automotive things. This was our first dedicated PowerWorks podcast. I think it was a success. I'm really happy with it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're doing well. It's going to get better and uh, hopefully the next uh, by the next one or maybe the, the two after this, we might be actually at the shop. So that'd be great.
0: I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Uh, Glenn, as always, great to hear from you. If people want to get in touch with Glenn, PowerWorks across all the socials. And if you want to fire anything through to us, it's really simple. Just go to Podaholics with a K, check out the socials. And of course, you can fire through on our email, Podaholics with a K at gmail.com. Glenn, thank you very much. We'll talk to you again real soon. Hold on, because we'll, uh, we'll continue our conversation a little bit. But it's been great talking to you. You've been listening to PowerWorks on Podaholics. If you want to get in touch with us, as you heard, really simple, podahholics with a K at gmail.com or find us podaholix with a K across the socials. Share the link, rate us, and we'll talk to you again real soon. You've been listening to Podaholics.